Good afternoon. It's me again. It's Sharon. You can call me Grandma. You can call me Nana. You can call me Mama. It's Grandmother time. Story time. <clears throat> How are you get, getting on? You having a good holiday? Um, I know some of you would have celebrated Christmas. Some of you maybe not. Um, and those of you that haven't, um, I hope you've had a good time too. Um, again, some of you, I know some people are celebrating Kwanzaa. So I hope you have a good day today. Enjoying, I think it's the fifth day today, isn't it? Um, let me see if I can find out what day it is today. It is, where are we? Day five. Naya and its purpose. So those of you... Are you enjoying that with your family? I hope you have a wonderful time. Um, yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. First of all, I need to apologise for last week. I was not feeling very well at all. And I was coughing throughout. And yeah, it wasn't good. And so my apologies. I shall make sure the next time I'm not feeling so well that I <laughs> do something to cover. Because... Um, that wasn't very good at all. Anyway, I hope you had a good... I think it's just been a week now, isn't it, for some of you? Because we... I know I broke up on the Wednesday and it was Friday, so it's just over a week. And hopefully you've got another week or got another few days to go. So I don't think you're back till Thursday, so I hope you're having a wonderful time. So, and anyway, I thought I'd start off with a few silly jokes, because I like jokes, as you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> First of all, why didn't the pie crust get a job? It was too flaky. <laughs> you might not get that, but I thought it was quite funny. Um, how did the hot dog wear its hair? In a bun. <laughs> Uh, did you get that one? <laughs> um, what kind of cake should you eat standing on your head? Upside down cake. Why am I telling jokes about food? I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with um, Christmas. I don't know. Or the holiday seasons or maybe. I don't know. Anyway. How does a mathematician plough his fields? With a protractor. Protractor, did you get it? How far open were the windows open in a math class? Just a fraction. Do you like my jokes? <laughs> Sorry if you don't. Oh dear, shall I tell you some more? I'm not sure if you're saying, screaming at me, no! <laughs> or you're saying, yes! Anyway, let me see. Oh yes, this is one I was read earlier. What would you get if you crossed a dog and a calculator? A friend you can count on. I think that's quite funny. Anyway, 
<clears throat> thank you for listening again. And and I said last week, if if you wanted your parent or carer to send me a message, they can message me on Twitter at maidmarion eight, and there's capital M for M for maid and a capital M for Marion. Um, with an eight number eight at the end. So if they want to send me a message about a story, you can request a story or some music if you wish. And then I'll read you. I'll try and accommodate and see if I can accommodate. Or for those of you who've got me on Facebook, you can actually direct mess direct message me on um on Facebook. Um and those who know me already, you can actually um you can message me direct on WhatsApp or anything like that if you know me. But we'll just listen to a piece of music first. Um I was listening to it before you came on. So hope I'm hoping this works. And it's down by the river. I don't know why I switch from one to the other. It doesn't always work straight away. Because I was playing it before you came on. So I don't know why. There we go. called down by the bay um and that was the children's music steel band i thought um that might be good to listen to listen to something different um and i've got another story for you today and hopefully there's no coughing today and um to interrupt our story 
this one's to, I've got a story from a different book this week. And this book is called African Folk Tales. It's Dover Children's Thrift Classics, it says. And it's by Hugh Vernon Jackson. And this story is called The Tortoise and the Leopard. It's not as long as the other stories. So hopefully I might be able to get another short one in. Maybe. Anyway, this is called The Tortoise and the Leopard. Once upon a time, there was a tortoise who lived in a forest. She was a large, fat tortoise with a green and brown shell on her back and over her stomach she wore a yellow shell. One day, she was going for a walk in the dark, shady forest where she lived. She came to the edge of the forest beside a river and in the sand beside the river she found some big eggs. She recognised them as being the eggs of a crocodile. Now, the tortoise was very fond of eating good food and she knew that the crocodile eggs have a delicious flavour. She picked up the eggs and hurried with them to the compound of a family which lived near the river. After the tortoise had greeted the family and the family had greeted the tortoise, she said, Please, may I enter your compound for I have something to tell you. Certainly, replied the chief man of the compound, and he and his family allowed the tortoise to enter. If you let me use a cup, cooking pot, said the tortoise, and some firewood, some oil, and some pepper, and I will let. <clears throat> and if you let me use, use three big stones to support the cooking pot over the fire, I will make a magic cake for you with the eggs which I am carrying. After you have eaten the magic cake, you will always have good luck. The chief of the compound and his family agreed. What, agreed to what the tortoise suggested. They brought a cooking pot, firewood, oil, pepper and three big stones to support the cooking pot over the fire. The tortoise asked them to put everything in the room where the family stored its corn. When everything was ready, the tortoise thanked the family, entered, sorry, when everything was ready, the tortoise thanked the family, entered the room and shut and bolted the door. All day, the tortoise cooked the crocodile eggs. She mixed them with the oil and pepper and the corn which was stored in the room and she made a very large cake. When night came and the family was sleeping, the tortoise put the cake in a bag, left the compound very quietly and then ran quickly into the forest. The next morning, the people in the compound woke up they looked for the tortoise, but they could not find her. They knew they had been tricked. Meanwhile, the tortoise was going deep into the forest, carrying the bag with the cake inside it. The day beca became very dark, for there were many clouds in the sky. The tortoise heard thunder, then she felt rain. The day became darker and darker. The rain became heavier and heavier. The tortoise was beaten by the rain, but she did not dare return to the compound where she had cooked her cake. So she went on and on, hoping to find shelter. At last she came to the top of a little hill, where through the clearing in the trees she could see smoke. The tortoise knew that the smoke came from a house, and that that and that where there were sorry and that sorry, and that where there was a house. There was a shelter. <laughs> she walked and walked 
while the rain became stronger and stronger. At last she reached the house. Greetings, friend, the tortoise called at the doorway. Please, will you let me in? For I am tired and wet from the rain. It was a leopard that came to the door. <clears throat> Greetings, said the leopard. Come in. Inside the house, the tortoise found a warm place near the fire. She took her bag with a cake in it and hung it on a bamboo pole inside the house. As night had come by that time, the tortoise said goodnight to the leopard and went to sleep beside the fire. The next morning when the tortoise woke up, she saw that her bag was empty and the cake had disappeared. It had been eaten by the leopard. The tortoise feared the leopard, so she did not say anything about the cake. Instead, she said, I thank you, leopard, for giving me shelter. Now, if you will do what I say, I will make a magic powder for you. The magic powder will make you successful whenever you go out hunting. The foolish leopard was very pleased and he agreed to do what the tortoise said. The tortoise said that he should go out into the forest and bring forked sticks, four of them, each about six feet high. This the leopard did. The tortoise then said that the leopard should bring two strong poles to be tied to the tops of the forked sticks. The leopard went into the forest again and brought back the poles, tied them to the forked sticks and drove one end of each forked stick firmly into the ground. Then he allowed the tortoise to tie into the poles and sticks. When will you untie me? asked the leopard. Never, replied the tortoise. You ate my cake without asking my permission to eat it. Therefore, I shall not untie you. I shall leave you to your fate. <laughs> the tortoise then ran off and disappeared into the thick forest. After several hours, some monkeys passed the leopard. Monkeys, said the leopard, please untie me. Not us, replied the monkeys. We are too frightened of you. The monkey went on their way. The leopard became very hungry. After several more hours, an old mother monkey passed the leopard. Oh, monkey, cried the leopard, please untie me. I have been here for a long time. The old monkey came back. Very well, she said to the leopard, although I fear you, I will untie you. The monkey freed the leopard and just as she suspected, the leopard did what she feared. After that, with a roar of rage, he ran into the forest to look for the tortoise. The leopard went through the forest, but he could not find the tortoise. The leopard went beside the forest near the river, but still he could not find the tortoise. For ever afterwards, the leopard searched beside the forest, and whenever one sees a leopard beside a forest, one knows he is looking for a tortoise, tortoise sorry, and he still is today. Thankfully, we don't see <laughs> leopards every day. Um, but he wouldn't be looking for you anyway. He would be looking for the tortoise. Let me just put another piece of music on for it. I hope you enjoyed that. It was a short one. I made it a bit short this week. So I hope you enjoyed The last song I played was Down by the River. This one's called Deo. 
and um, I hope it will play. Oh, I was choosing what it wants to play. That's not why I asked you to play. I wanted this one. There you go. That's better. I was <clears throat> I was dancing <laughs> it's a good job this is radio and you can't see me but I was actually dancing to the music um but yeah <laughs> that was Deo it's one um I remember very much when I was at school we used to sing it anyway I've got because we've got time I've actually got another song for you would you believe it um, song another sorry story sorry um this is taken from another um i don't know if i can get this music on this is taken from another um 
book is called Fresh Ariba and it's a collection of Caribbean bedtime stories for children. And I know it the time. I know it's not bedtime yet, but I just thought it'd be really nice um, for you to hear. So this is called the story of how cassava came to have a bitter taste. Yeah, so those of you who've had cassava, um, you know. Anyway, this is how it had its, come to have its bitter taste. Once upon a time, there was a colony, a colony even, of ants that lived in a village near a cassava field. Each day, the ants would faithfully go to the field to tend their crops. However, there was a very big problem that the ants faced. Every evening at dusk, monkeys from the forest nearby would come to raid their land. They would pull up the cassava roots and eat them. No matter what the ants tried to do to stop this, they could not prevent the monkeys from stealing their cassava. One day, the ant chief decided that he would, would sorry, that he had to put a stop to this. He convened a meeting with five of his wisest advisors in his hut and asked them for advice on what he should do. As he went around the room, he heard many suggestions to remedy the problem. One wise old ant suggested, oh dear, that he build a big fence around their field to keep the monkeys out. But this would not work since the monkeys were very good climbers and would be able to get over the fence easily. Another suggestion was to raise an army to attack the monkeys in the forest and force them to move away. However, that too was not feasible since the monkeys were bigger and stronger than the ants and they were very fierce warriors. In exasperation, the chief decided to adjourn the meeting since none of the advice he had received would effectively solve the monkey problem. As he prepared to retire to his hammock for a nap, his son approached him and whispered in his ear. After a moment of contemplation, the chief announced to his advisers that he had, a, that he had at long last found a solution to their problem. His advisers were astounded. How could a young boy devise a solution to such a difficult problem when they could not? But the chief assured them that he was confident that his son's idea would work. He also announced that he would be leaving the following day to visit his good friend, Snake, who lived in a village nearby. The chief returned the next evening, accompanied by Snake, and headed straight to the cassava field. After a few hours, they retired to the chief's hut for dinner. The following morning, the chief proclaimed, we ants will never again have to worry about monkeys stealing our cassava. The monkey's day is done. All of the ants in the villages could not believe their ears. Sensing their doubt, the chief calmly invited the villagers to join him that evening to see for themselves. At dusk, the entire village marched out to the cassava field to see if the monkeys had once again stolen their crops. To their amazements, the monkeys were all lying on the ground and grabbing their stomachs. 
how could this be? Upon seeing their confusion, the chief quietly revealed how he had done it. Following his son's advice, he asked his friend Snake to put some of his venom in the roots. As a result, when the monkeys raided the field and ate the cassava, they were greeted with a bitter taste, which upset their stomachs. However, the ants could, could still eat the cassava once they had, straight, had used a strainer to squeeze out all of the venom. So to, to this day, cassava is still strained in order to get rid of the bitter taste before it is eaten. So the moral of the story for this is it is wrong to steal. And taking something which does not belong to you will often result in an unpleasant, I'll say, feelings, yeah? Because we know, and we will always be reminded if we take something that doesn't belong to you, belong to us. What do you think to that one? We had two stories today instead of one, a long one. Is that better? Tell me. Remember, you can get your parents or carers to message me on um, at MaidMarion8 or message me on Facebook. Or um, if they know me, they can message me or they can even um, send me a, a message on WhatsApp. Again, I thought I'm going to play you a song that I learned again as a child. I know this is not about me really from my childhood, but me sharing on, sharing with you some of what I um, experienced as a child. And again, I'm playing it and it's doing it. Don't understand why I switched from one to the other and I get this problem. Let me see. There we go. There we go. This is Yellowbird. There we go. Thought that our love would last 
When she told it to me, she said this love of ours will never be so. Yet over high up in banana tree, yet over you sit all alone like me. Did your lady friend leave her nest again? Makes me feel so bad, makes me very sad. You can fly away in the sky away. You're more lucky than me. It's nearly that time again. Thank you for listening. I hope to have you back again next week. It'll be a new year in new year this is the last friday of the year wow i hope you have enjoyed the rest of your week the next time i get to speak to you you'll be back at school so anyway take care and enjoy the rest of your evening bye